You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. On this girl, okay, in eighth grade, I finally built up the courage to ask Kaylin for her best friend snap, which was not my finest moment. You could say that. Um, so we dated for like two days. And then she broke up with me. Um, But out of that came Kaylin, and she became my best friend. Um, We were best friends for three years, and then we started dating and got married May 30th. In that three years, I learned a lot about Kaylin. I learned that I could rely on her, that I could depend on her, and I could be myself around her. Um, Then she got saved, and... Coming to church to impress her, I got saved 10 months before we started dating. Um, In that 10 months, I learned even more important things. Um, I learned that God would be the only sustainable source of my joy. Um, I could rely on God more than anything in the world. He was never going to leave me. And three... In order to be the best man, the best now Christian, and the best boyfriend and now husband that I can be, it's only through Jesus. Um, So in in that friendship, um, Kaylin and I gathered the materials that we built our life with. But while I was saved, God created the foundation that we built our lives on. Now, there there was a purpose for the weight. Um, I would have messed it up a billion times by now without God. So without that weight, I never would have come to a Bible-preaching church. Um, It's just funny how the Lord uses patience to get to his purpose. Um, Can anybody here think of a time where um, God has made them wait for their benefit? And if you'd like to share, you are more than welcome to. Well, I wouldn't come to South Dakota in 2000, but I had to wait until 2002, and it was all perfectly God's will. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, being content is one of the hardest things for us and our human nature to do. Our brains and our fleshly desires are constantly trying to pull us into the mindset where we want something and we want it now. But we are told in the Bible to hold every thought captive to Christ. So we have to do that. It's a commandment from our Lord. Um, And the way we do this, um, I'm going to put it into a series of steps, series of lessons throughout the Bible that will help us. The first being from Ecclesiastes. In Ecclesiastes, King Solomon talks about how everything we see around us is in vain. There's no reason for it. There's no purpose. Um, Everything we see will pass away and the glory it gathers right there with it. But, well, Ecclesiastes 1, 9 to 11 says, The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said, See, this is new. 
it hath already been done of old time, which was before us. There is no remembrance of former things, neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those that shall come after. He was discontent in the world, and he found all of his contentment in God, as we can see in Ecclesiastes 12, 13, 14, which says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. This is the whole duty of man. You are where you are because God has placed you there to fulfill a purpose in that place, at that time, in that position. If God put you in a position, in a trial or in a lesson, to teach you something or to bring something better to you, who is telling you that you deserve better, that you don't deserve to be there, or that you should be somewhere else? In Genesis, the devil told Adam and Eve the lie that they could have something greater than what God has for them. Genesis 3, 4 to 7 says, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her. And he did eat, and the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. The devil first makes Eve doubt God, and then in that doubt, she disobeys God. Doubt leads to discontentment, which leads to disobedience, which leads to death. Death being the separation from God. But the Lord shows us a way to combat the devil and his attacks. Um, even our king, Jesus, was tempted of the same thing. Matthew 4, 1 to 11 says, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, and he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that path proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into, an, into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, if thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands shall they bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto them, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Jesus denied the lie that the devil was trying to sell. He stopped it right at the doubt part of that series of events. He did that using scripture and faith. Through the armor of the Lord, we can combat the attacks of the devil. David had to wait as well. He gained his faith, the faith that required 
that was required for him to defeat Goliath as a shepherd. 1 Samuel 17, 34-37 says, And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion, and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him, and I smote him, and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, and smote him, and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. Notice how David didn't try to bring any glory to himself. And you best know, if I beat a lion or a bear in a fight, I'm going to be talking about it, okay? <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> he did both of them and a Philistine. He was content in the position that God put him in, and he knew that there is always a purpose in your position. We learn from Paul that God will use you no matter your location or your situation. He wrote Philippians, Ephesians, Colossians, and Philemon all while he was in prison. In Ephesians, he says he's doing the will of God while in prison for preaching the gospel. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you word, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words. Ephesians 3, 1-3. In Colossians, he says he is going to continue to be joyful for the Colossians' strong faith as he is in prison. Colossians 2, 5. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit. Join and beholding your order and steadfastness of your faith in Christ. In Philemon, he sends Onesimus back to Philemon, who is a leader in the Colossian church. Um, Philemon 1, 8-12. Wherefore, though I might be much bold in Christ to enjoin thee that which is convenient, yet for love's sake I rather beseech thee, which... It was really confusing when I read it the first time. But it was essentially Paul saying, hey, I'm going to ask nicely, even though I could tell you to, because I'm in prison for Jesus. But it's easy. for love's sake, I'm going to ask you politely. <laughs> um, being, such as, being such and one as Paul the aged, and now also, also a prisoner of Jesus Christ, I beseech thee for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bonds, which in time past was to thee unprofitable, but now profitable to thee and to me, whom I have sent again, that therefore receive him, that is, mine own bowels. So that part is saying that um, Onesimus wasn't profitable to Philemon because he wasn't saved. He ended up going to prison, and because he got saved, Paul sent him back because now he's profitable to Philemon and to Paul. Um, in Philippians, he says that God is continuing to work in us while he later talks about being in bondage. Philippians 1, 6-7. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, and as much as in, both in my bonds. And in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye are partakers of my grace. 
God is working on you. That work is not finished, and it won't be until Jesus Christ comes back. We have to be patient because we aren't going to get there before he puts us there. The way we get there is through trial and lesson and tribulation. And in the last chapter of Philippians, we find these two verses. Philippians 4, 7, which says, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Jesus is maintaining peace in Paul's life as he is in prison for spreading the gospel. I could preach an entire message on how being a Christian is not going to keep you out of trouble. It's going to bring more tribulation your way. But through that tribulation, we are promised that God is with us, that we will conquer it, and that it has a purpose. The Lord will not make it so you don't struggle. That struggle has a purpose, and you're there for a reason. The next verse encapsulates this entire message. I challenge you to memorize it or write it down or do both and use it the rest of this week and refer back to it in your walk with Jesus. It is Philippians 4.11, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I'll say it again, Philippians 4.11, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I'm going to break down all of the scripture that I went through into little quick phrases that will hopefully help you. Um, I know that I rattled them off really fast, and, and I hope this helps. In Ecclesiastes, King Solomon shows us that only God can bring you contentment and the rest of the world loses its purpose without him. Number one, the Lord is the source of contentment. Genesis displays how the devil made Eve doubt God and the results of her discontentment. That's number two. Discontentment leads to disobedience, which leads to the separation from God. In Matthew 4, Jesus teaches us that if we combat the devil with faith and scripture, he will flee. Number three, that through the armor of of God, we can conquer the devil's advances. David and 1 Samuel is an example of the purpose and patience. Number four, there is purpose in the wait. And Paul is a testament of how the Lord will use you to fulfill his purpose in your position. Number five, the Lord will place you to fulfill his purpose. Everyone is discontent. We are all looking for something to fill a void that we have in our hearts and in our lives. Some people turn to sin, some people turn to others, and some people turn to hobbies. Some people turn to addiction. Turning to sin will lead you to destruction. Sin is a not-so-subtle killer. Um, It's alluring for a second, and then its fangs sink in, and the venom spreads throughout your entire life. Turning to hobbies will bring your happiness to destruction. If you're trying to fill puzzling with the void in your heart that only Jesus can, you're going to run out of hobbies, and those hobbies will never satisfy. If you turn to others, you're going to bring that relationship to destruction. You can't expect a sinner to 
fulfill the role of a sinless God in your life. It is an impossible burden to bear. You can't do it. They can't do it. Only Jesus can do it. So let the God who performs miracles like their magic tricks at a kid's birthday party work in the impossible instead of sentencing these unfit placeholders to destruction. The God who created the universe, the God who holds the past, present, and future in his hand, and the God who turns gravestones into gardens is the only one who can fill that void in your life. I'm a big fan of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, okay? And Captain Jack Sparrow is not the best captain. And his ship sinks a lot. (laughs) Okay. If you have an unfit captain trying to lead you, your ship is going to sink. Jesus is the captain of your life. He's the only suitable one who can take that role. So let him. John 6, 35 says, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. If you are saved, there is a need that God has equipped you to fulfill in your position, in your spot right now. I challenge you to do so. And if you aren't saved, you can right now. I invite you to say from your heart a prayer like this, and you will be saved. God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. I recognize that I've been trying to fill a void in my heart and my life with things that could never fill that role. I'm a sinner, and I repent of my sins and ask you to forgive me. I cannot repair and rebuild my life on my own, but I know that you can because you are Lord and you rose from the dead. Please come into my heart and fill the role of captain in my life. Amen. Okay, y'all are dismissed.